0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a huge night of Premiership action. Celtic are out to build on their lead at the top when they welcome Hibs to Glasgow. Philippe Clement's beaten Hearts at Ibrox and Hamden. Now he's off to Tynecastle for the first time. Aberdeen, Kilmarnock and St Johnston. St Mirren make up the Wednesday card. That's after another grim night for Motherwell losing 3-0 at Ross County. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight, you've got Cammy Bell and Charlie Mulgrew. You two have signed up for an easy shift. No shortage of talking points. Four big games. A big one to look back on last night. Right in the midst of this busy fixture schedule as well. Yeah, one that you won't want to look back on, Gordon, last no. night. Um, disappointing for Motherwell. Um, Rangers have got a tough um, trip to Tynecastle tonight. Hearts, four wins in a row. Looking to try and make it five. It's going to be a difficult game, but one that Rangers absolutely need to win. They need the three points. Did you like this period? Games thick and fast. Don't that's bother a, with training. Just uh, fire straight a, through them. It's a tough, tough period. This is where your pre-season kicks in and your all your preparations. So um, games coming quick, no much rest. And yeah, I think that's the best way to get a lot of fixtures done this time of year. And um, the only issue is run about Christmas where you need to, you need to play games, but you get used to it. 0141-951-1025 A huge night of Premiership action Like the guys have said The fixture do come thick and fast It's every few days at the moment It really can go a long way To defining whether it is a good or a bad season So please do pick up the phone You know we always like to hear from you If you're on your way to the game That's what this show is about On a midweek card like this I would imagine particularly in this city Most people obviously would be heading to Celtic Park so pick up the phone what are you thinking Celtic fans what would you like to see tonight I take it it's a case of looking for the end performance from the weekend from the beginning this time any team suggestions everybody says it got better when Mikey Johnson and O came on at the weekend so have they done enough to earn a start would you start O does that mean him and Kyogo does it mean him instead of Kyogo what should your team look like tonight do pick up the phone and let us know Rangers fans heading through to Tynecastle What are you thinking? Philippe Clements had a good old look at Hearts Hearts ran Rangers close at Ibrooks. There was a certain shirt pull and penalty Which we clearly didn't talk about much uh, On this show Because we don't <coughs> dwell on refereeing decisions here um, Then the game at Hamden Bit more in Rangers' favour What does the Tynecastle factor do? Everyone talks about the atmosphere How intense it is Is it that different? Is it going to make an impact on the game tonight? Again, who would you play who would you not play? We can look at the other fixtures. There was a disastrous night for Scotland women against England last night as well. And you Motherwell fans, come on, all in this together. Phone us, let us know just how bad it was, how bad the overall situation is and what you would do about it. 0141 Whilst you get your calls in, and please do call us right now, let's set the scene. We'll go to Celtic first, kick off a whole 15 minutes earlier than Rangers. Roger Hanna is at Celtic Park. Yeah, Gordon, and the important thing for Celtic's players is they return here after two away games. It's quite simple. Don't make Brendan Rodgers angry again. The Hoops manager revealed he's never been as furious as he was at half-time at Perth on Sunday. The message got across. Celtic retrieved that 1-0 deficit, escaped with a 3-1 win and maintained an eight-point lead over Rangers at the top. And now it's Hibs here this evening. A side which held Celtic to a 0-0 draw at Easter Road back in October. Celtic unbeaten in 16 Premiership games, stretching back to the end of last season. But that last defeat was a 4-2 reverse at Easter Road in May when it all 
went wrong for Ange Postacoglu. Dyson Maida sent off Alejandro Bernabe scored an own goal and Scott Bain had a night to forget and a rare start in goal. Interesting as you say to see the team news, it will be Joe Hart in goal we're certain despite that early mistake he more than made up for it with that late save at Perth at the weekend but will Mikey Johnson or Oh Hyun Gyu get a start here this Today, Celtic linked, of course, with Bojan Majowski of Aberdeen in the January transfer window, so oh, maybe feels he's got a point to prove in this packed December fixture schedule. As for Hibs, they arrive off the back of three straight wins in the Premiership. It's the best run of the Nick Montgomery era. It's the best run for nine months in the league. It's lifted them to fifth, just a point behind St Mirren and two adrift of rivals' hearts in third place. They've been linked today with Adelaide United striker Musa Turi as the eye January transfer targets. For now, though, they'll rely on the likes of Martin Boyle to trouble the Celtic defence. And at the other end, they've got the inform former Celtic keeper David Marshall, fresh from that penalty save from Miofsky in the win over Aberdeen on Sunday. Our referee tonight is John Beaton. The VAR is Gavin Duncan. Celtic Park is tranquil. It's silent. It's ready for a big game. I think by quarter to eight, it'll be a lot, lot louder than this, Gordon. Yeah, thank you to Roger Hanna. I must say, he can't see it, but for everyone watching on the, the live stream, they've, they've stitched you up with the picture they're using of you, <laughs> Roger Hanna. I know you don't go to many midweek games, so your, your picture doesn't tend to appear on there, and um, yeah, they've, they've, they've done you in. I expect nothing less. There have been some rather, there's been some rather dodgy photographs of a few of us bouncing around in the uh, the ether today. I think Gordon, haven't I? Espe- by the way, especially in tonight of all nights, have you two ever done the show together? No, I don't think, think so. so. I don't think the live streams ever looked so good. DL and Wilson are going to be phoning in sick tomorrow, trying to see the standards <laughs> that Mulgrew and Bell have set in here. Let me tell you. Um, let's go to. Tyne Castle, and just a second, a reminder, Celtic fans, give us a call right now. You're on your way to the game. Would you play O? Would you not? Would you play Mikey Johnson? Would you not? What are you expecting tonight? Pick up the phone right now if you can. Uh, you have the late shift, Andrew McLean at Tyne Castle. Yeah, slightly concerned at what photo you're using of me as well, but what I can't see. Oh, no, that's good. That's but a good one. I always, I always enjoy a game under the lights at Tyne Castle. This one has all the elements as well for it to be exciting, I reckon. Four wins in the last four league games for Hearts. As you mentioned, Stephen Naismith voted Manager of the Month for November. Lauren Shanklin voted Player of the Month for November. And after that rocky start that they did really have to the, the campaign. There was a bit of unrest among supporters. That seems to be getting further and further in the distant past as well. They're now up to third, full of confidence. They'll hope that it's third time lucky though against Philip Clement. Just his 11th game in charge of Rangers tonight, but he already has two wins over Hearts. One in the Premiership at Ibrooks, one in the League Cup semi-final at Hamden. So we'll see how this one goes tonight. But Rangers haven't really been blowing teams away since that game at Hamden. Draws against Aris Limassol and Aberdeen. There have been wins in there, of course, against Sparta, Prague, Livingston and St Mirren. But maybe not the, the style and the, the type of win that Philip Clement would have been looking for. It's been steady, but I think he's probably ready to see a big performance from his team tonight. And if they could do it here at Tyne Castle, I'm sure it would be very very pleasing for him. It could be some really interesting team news as well from a Hearts perspective. After his double leg break on Christmas Eve last year, Craig Gordon has been passed fit to return to the Hearts squad. He could also be joined by Craig Halkett, Barry Mackay and Nathaniel Atkinson who have all been out for quite a long time as well. So it could be looking like a much stronger Hearts side. We'll see if any of those come in from the start. You'd maybe expect it'll probably be a place on the bench for a lot of those. Philip Clement with decisions to make as well. Is Todd Cantwell preferred to Sam Lammers again? Does he play in the number 10 role again? Will Danilo be back in the starting lineup as well in favour of Cyril Dessers? I'll bring you the full team news from Tynecastle when I get it. And as you said, it is an 8 o'clock kick-off here tonight. 
Right, yes, again, same questions to you Rangers fans Who would you play, who would you not? Tom Lawrence was used in the sort of deeper midfield role at the weekend Is that the type of thing that can happen somewhere like Tynecastle? Um, or do you think Philippe Clement will revert to a more familiar look in there? And uh, I must admit, I can't remember a more interesting team news area from Edinburgh for a while and Craig Gordon's return is he on the bench is he not what does it mean for Xander Clark because that's going to have knock on effects for Scotland you would imagine heading into the Euros as well let's bring in Martin who is in Clyde Bank how's it going Martin Hi, not too bad not too bad thanks guys what are you thinking then from a Celtic point of view tonight uh, I think tonight I think we've got, we've got to see a couple of changes tonight I think the form in the last couple of weeks obviously not been great I think, to be honest, the last couple of weeks, you could actually probably count two hands the amount of times Rogo's actually touched the ball. I think, not saying it's a bad player, but I think if it's, we, we took out the team, give him a chance, he's going to come in, I think he's going to have a decent job. I think tonight he should definitely get a start. And as well, I'd be 100% throwing Mikey Johnston in as well. I think he was really positive, not just against Johnston, but against a place Coma did as well. So I think he just deserves a chance. It's a bold shout, Martin. Can you go out the team? I don't, it, it, as I say, I'm not saying he's I just think he's been out of form a wee bit and maybe he's, he's played a lot of games and I think O oh, deserves a chance and he's come on I think he's going to have a good job Can you see it Charlie? Ah uh, no no I can't see Kyogo going out of the team Mikey Johnson might get a start I think that I think that he's somebody that probably deserves his chance after Atletico Madrid and St Johnson's second half of the weekend and I think when you come in and you play like that when the team's not performed I think you deserve to get a chance the next game when you, you're such a threat in the wing and, and Yang had, had such a bad start um, first half and, and, and St Johnson I'm, I'm sure Mikey Johnson will be looking to get a start tonight and I think if you want players to and a squad to have that um, that um, drive and competition for places you need to give people their chance when, they, when they've done well and I think uh, yeah I would definitely start with, with Mikey Johnson but I would go Kyo go and hopefully get his confidence up because I don't think it was up to, up to starting yet he um <laughs> Oh, obviously did make an impact at the weekend yep. Cammy, and you just wonder if if it is, is it a case then of finding space for them both in the team Brendan Rodgers has done it a couple of times in game yep. you know where he's, he's played Kyogo off oh never from the start, start as far as I can remember yeah I, I can't see him doing that tonight I think he'll play Kyogo I think um, I agree he's not been involved as much as, as we've previously seen him I, I don't think he's been involved as much under Brendan Rodgers as he was post we know how influential he was um, last season and the way that they played probably suited him a little bit more um, the intensity that they continuously played it last season um, he was always involved in the game and I just feel as if he's not quite hit the heights yet but listen I firmly believe if he gets one or two goals and gets himself up and running, um, then then he'll get back to the heights that he can get to because he's a brilliant, brilliant player. I agree with Charlie. I think uh, Mikey Johnson deserves a start. I felt as if he was a real bright spark on on uh, Sunday um, in the game, and and it almost it, it did change the game a little bit for Celtic. Um, they were poor in the first half. Brendan Rodgers identified that and and said how angry he was, but. Um, they were much better in the second half But they'll need a big performance tonight Because listen, Hibs are, Hibs are three wins in a bounce And, and are a decent side as well mm. um, Martin Brendan Rodgers said at the weekend It was the angriest he's ever been in football I think at, at half time Do you expect that to give Celtic the kick up the backside And, and that it won't happen again Or does the first half sort of worry you that, that that might still be in there Going into a game like tonight No, well I think it might have worried me if we didn't come out the way we did in the second half. I thought second half we were excellent. To say quite rightly, Rogers was 
quite rightly angry. That was very poor in the first half. But no, I think second half we kicked on, controlled the game. Hopefully the same tonight. Actually, I, I'm I'm looking for. I mean, I'm I'm on the way to the game at the minute. I think it'll be a really good game. It says Hibs are in form, but I think no, I, I think we'll turn it on tonight and hopefully win by a couple of goals. It just feels like there's a few areas of that team, Charlie, that, that maybe are up for grabs. You know, if if Owe is going to come in, um, talking Mikey Johnson instead of Yang, James Forrest came on and scored. And the one constant for weeks now is that that third midfielder, if it is three. We know O'Reilly and McGregor are nailed on. Turnbull's the joint top scorer in the league, but he gets left out of big games. He then gets hooked at the weekend. Bernardo's been tried. Holmes has been tried. Iwata came on. Have you got a preference out of the three? I think that definitely Rogers, uh, Brendan Rogers hasn't. I think it's clear to see he doesn't know who to play and, and, and who's his best player. It's an area they might look to to strengthen in January. Um, I think that Turnbull to me looks a, the biggest goal threat. I think it's I think off the ball potentially not given as much and and, and it's no natural to, to, to do the defensive side. But I think when you're at Celtic Park and you're going to have a lot of the ball and you're going to create chances and you're going to have Somebody with a goal threat, I think Turnbull's probably the one to start. The only thing is, is the weekend, he doesn't do too well, so it's it's, it's a bit up in the air. So it's, it's it's hard to say, but for me, I would I would have Turnbull. I think he, out of the three of them, it looks mm. more the more of a goal threat. But then maybe that maybe that is the the thing that, that actually does change all of a sudden. Cami, if Kyogo and O play, then you know that 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 takes that well part of that uh, question away. Yeah, it does. I, I, as I say, I, I don't think he will start with, with both of them up, up top. I, I think he sticks with Kyogo up front. Um, I agree with Charlie. If, if it was up to me and, and looking at it, I would give Tumble another chance. He is a real goal threat. He scores goals from distance. And that's what you might need tonight. You might you might face a, a hib side who are going to sit in and try and play a, a sort of counter-attacking game. They've got players that can hurt you on the counter-attack with, with Boyle and his pace. Um, so yeah I would give Tumble a, a little run of games To try and get him still going What did you make of Brendan Rodgers And how, how angry he was At the weekend Charlie it's not You don't really see him like that do we No no we don't And he said it yourself It's the angriest he's been So it was good management He recognised that's what the team needed And that must have been mm-hmm. Exactly what they needed And um, maybe it could have been done A few weeks ago But um, he's right to have done it At the weekend I'm not sure how that looked In the changing room And how an angry Brendan Rodgers is, but I know how ang- an angry Neil Lennon was, and it, it was it was uh, it was mad. Um, but it got a reaction at times, and sometimes, sometimes you need that, especially when you know. And I've said it in the past: if a manager's got that carefree and that man management, you need to know he has that other side, and that other side needs to come naturally. It can't be forced, and and it must have done because the players have felt it when yeah. that second half and gave him a reaction. So you need that as a manager. I think I think you need you need to be able to step up and and, and demand for your team and. And they look for that energy from you, and then, then I think what you see in the pitch is an energy that that, that comes for the leader, and and showing that at half time, which is, is is good to hear. It's the angriest you've seen. Oh, Neil Lennon, be a mile. any game that stands out. Oh, he'll take your trick. More than um, one occasion. Nah, he, he kicked the sandwiches one time. I've told that a few times, and they just went everywhere. <laughs> And I'm sure it was Jamesy, there was like a prawn just coming down the side of his face. <laughs> Amazing. And he didn't want to move because he was still in full flow, having drop kicked the tactics board. And, and we're sitting there just going, oh no, like this is just... But when you did it, and, and if you're humble enough to admit that you were crap, then you deserve it. The manager showed passion. And I think you need to be able to take that stuff. And, and we got a couple of reactions. The math time Neil Lennon was, we were 3-0 down to Kilmarnock. I don't know if you were there at the time, Cammy. I was injured, I remember it, right? Half and, time. And and we were expecting that plus more. We were like, oh, we're done. Mm-hmm. We're done. Somebody's getting battered. That's it. Done. <laughs> and um, 
he just calm as anything. He just says, listen, just get the next goal. And we were like, and he got a reaction that way. So there's different ways yeah, to... But that, that day was seen as like absolute last chance saloon, yeah, wasn't it? Exactly. So do you think, that, do you think it. it's the severity of that that almost makes... I think he knew it was way. that bad. Yeah. That he knew it was that bad. It was like, he knew we knew. So it was a, yeah. a management, a, it was good management to see that we had recognised that we were horrendous. We were lower than a snake's belly. We were, we were, we were so gone at half time. He just said, listen, just get the next goal. We'll see, mm. we'll take it for there. And he made a couple, I think he, t- he brought Jamesy on or Dave Jamesy in, in Stokes, I remember in the second half are unbelievable. So, no, I think I think there's times to be like that, and there's times where you need to go mad, and I, and and it was good to hear that Brendan Rodgers did did have that side to him. Don't be offended. I, I didn't hear anything for the last two minutes because in my head I was thinking, what is the last sandwich filling I'd want to be dripping <laughs> off my face? Like, what's the worst? What's the worst option? There? It might be a prawn, <laughs> ah, yeah. like eggs, egg oh. mayo or something. Anyway, uh, on that bombshell, thank you to Martin. What are you lot thinking out there then? Are you agreeing, disagreeing? Martin's, it's a big call. That's what we like. Bold shouts. Martin says, give Kyogo a spell out the team. Do you agree or not? And of course, all the same suggestions in for the game at Tynecastle as well. And we'll get you on next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Charlie Mulgrew and Cammy Bell are here for huge games in the Premiership tonight. One big one in the Premiership last night. Get your thoughts in on the usual number or on Twitter. Matt is a Rangers fan on the line. How are you, Matt? A bit worried about tonight. Because I was saying to your producer, mm. Rangers need to hold on to Celtic's coattails to the January window. And I think Rangers should bite the bullet with Dessers and Lammers and shunt them out on loan. And I've got a question for Cammy Bell. Cammy, you were at Rangers and you've got a goalkeeping coach and you've got a defensive coach. Have they got a striker coach? I don't think they do, um, Matt. Again, it's, it is a good question. Uh, nowadays, um, teams don't tend to do that. Do no. we? we always remember. Remember when Celtic were going through their bad spell every night on this show? Somebody would phone in and say, "John Kennedy's meant to be the defensive coach." <laughs> or whatever, just a completely made up title. No, listen, they're, they're coaches in general. Um, but again, when you go down south, they do sometimes have specific coaches. I know Alan Russell that I used to play with Co- uh, right, Kilmarnock yeah, yeah. was England striker yeah. coach for a period. He was at Aberdeen, wasn't he? Um, yeah. I, yeah, last he went, year or something. So again, in Austin McPhee's a set-piece coach. So listen, these things are evolving um, and in the future it possibly might be a position for somebody but at the moment they don't why, why are you asking Matt I take it you not, you not think they're clinical enough there must be something behind your question well I was the greatest centre forward ever committed to Pollock 64 goals in a season I'll go down to Highbrook and show them how to hit that yeah, yeah get down there with the goal pump on the owls on when I ran a football team my boy and I played what well, I used to say to him don't be scared to take a shot if you see the whites of the post have a dig is that, is that your mantra play. you get yourself in there I'm telling you how many did you score in the season 64, son. No 64, way. Did you? <laughs> what? How many games did you play? But, uh, 42 in a season. <laughs> did you? Class. 64? I, I'll tell you another thing, I because I didn't have a pair of boots that fitted me because I couldn't afford boots. <laughs> I, I went for a size 7 to a size 10. With four pairs of socks on, man. <laughs> <laughs> you must have just been getting your toe to them in the last minute there. The big size 10 zone. Oh. 
doesn't matter, mate. It was a runaway train hitting a, a wall when I used to go through a goalkeeper. I used oh, to hate brilliant. <laughs> brilliant, oh, Matt. That? I what, love it. What, what, team, what team did you play for, Matt? I played for uh, Crookston Castle and Pollock. And I played for uh, one of the best teams in a Sunday in Burgayle. They won every league for the fourth to the first and only that one point. I'm not surprised. Yeah, were you, you up front? Were you like Dessers? Uh, who were you like? What sort of style? <laughs> Okay, I was just a, a battling ram. Just I, I wasn't afraid of anybody. I used to get booted up and doing the part with centre halves like Charlie McGrew. Just charge into them. Love oh, you'd have bullied me, mate. Sounds of that. This is sensational. I just, I, I just loved scoring goals in front of people when I was like. What was your celebration? Or a wee shim you used to do up in the Savoy. Amazing <laughs> Legend Matt I've got a funny feeling Charlie McGrew would quite like To just speak Him and Matt For ah, the next I'll go after Matt this is, Matt on the way home Matt do you want <laughs> Cammy get your CV in For the strikers coach At Ibrox Is that what they need I know but Truthfully They just need to just Stay with Celtic To after the January window And see what happens See that in itself Actually sounds like A very sensible point that we mm-hmm. could, Because that, that possibly Is a good way of Of looking at it If you can make it to that um, the meeting of the sides Without the gap getting any bigger it, it would be very much on Wouldn't it? Definitely I feel that both of them Are, are kind of stumbling a wee bit And no, no really Nobody's really taking charge In yep. terms of When Celtic are dropping points Rangers are dropping points And and I think you're right Matt I think if they can, if they can Stay there and, and, and make signings And get to the games And, and potentially win the games and then the signings in January are going to be massive and, and anything can happen. I think as well. I think Matt's right as well. I, I do believe, and listen, I don't want to be hypercritical of um, Dessers, but I think he's got seven games to show what he can do. And if he doesn't do it between now and January, which he's not really done it for me to the standard that Rangers are looking for between now and the uh, start of the season, then they've got to look elsewhere. Mm. They've got to make an investment if they want to try and catch Celtic. We can't go down that route again. There was uh, Dell in Edinburgh last night came on, gave Gordon Deal what for, for being too <laughs> critical of Dessers. Oh, he was Did all he? over him like a rash. It was much like Matt against the centre-halves he used to play against. How long did you give a player? A season, he said. Okay. Minimum. All right, okay. Thank you, Matt. Um, I really enjoyed that call. Cheers, and I mean Matt. that. Thank you, Matt, from Pollock uh, on the line. I do wonder, though, because we've got the Celtic team and um, Martin and Clyde Bank. Do we need to phone him back, Roger Hanna? You might need to phone Martin back because there are three changes to the Celtic team and dropping out is Kyogo Furuhashi. It means a start up top for Oh Hyun Gu after his second half performance at Perth at the weekend. There's also a start for Michael Johnson at the expense of Yang Hyun Jun who drops out of the squad altogether. Gordon, the third change is the third man in midfield. It's always McGregor, it's always O'Reilly, but this time it's not Turnbull. It's not home, it's not Bernardo, it is Tomoki Iwata who came on late in that win against St Johnson at the weekend. I'll go right through the Celtic team for you. It's Joe Hart in goal, it's a back four, Alistair Johnson, Cameron Carter, Vickers, Liam Scales and Greg Taylor. Midfield three, Tomoko Iwata, Callum McGregor, the skipper and Matt O'Reilly. And then up front, Michael Johnson, Ohyun Gu and Lewis Palmer. On the bench, Bain, Phillips, Kyogo, Turnbull, Holm, Tilio. Bernardo, Forrest and Ralston. We're just waiting for confirmation of the Hibernian team here this evening. What I do know is there will be a 300th appearance for Martin Boyle. He is, in fact, the team has just been put down in front of me. I can give you it right now. It's David Marshall, a former Celtic goalkeeper, in goal. Lewis Miller is back from suspension at right back. The centre-halves again. Will Fish, a goal scorer against Aberdeen at the weekend. And Rocky Bashiri. Left back is Lewis Stevenson. In the middle of the park, it's Dylan Levitt and Joe Newell. And then that front four, Martin Boyle, Jair Tavares, Josh Campbell and 
up front with them. Eli Ewan is preferred to Dylan Venter. Eli Ewan, of course, scored twice against Celtic in that 4-2 win at Easter Road back in May. The Hibs subs, Wallacott, Hanlon and Venter, Jago, Doidge and Harbottle, Molotnikov, Whittiger and Landers. As I say, a 300th appearance for Hibs tonight for Martin Boyle. 74 goals in that time. He moved from Dundee initially in a swap deal in January 2015. Anyone remember who was on the other end of the swap deal? Quiz question. Ooh. What was the club again? Dundee. Uh, yeah, it's... Um, oh, Simon Murray? No, it's uh, Alex Harris. Oh. No? Well done. Oh, good. You, you'll, well be mi- you'll be minus two next week. No chance. Do you know what? Can I, I was about to give Roger Hanna praise. Do you, do you, did you hear that? Did you spot that? That the team sheet just get put in front of him. They're listed just like 1-11 to 11, And Aye, he managed amazing. to arrange them into a formation yep. nice. On the spot well, Honestly I, I heard them scrambling about for the last striker But he got there in the end He padded his way through it It was spectacular Well done uh, to Roger Hanna And I'll tell you what We need to phone Martin and Clyde Bank You two both shot him down Said you're an idiot Martin Kyogo will play <laughs> Come on, defend yourself <sighs> Listen <laughs> No, again, oh, it's had an interesting, a, interesting team no, selection. It's a very interesting team selection, and he did have a big impact at the weekend. He's and again, Braden Rogers has shown faith in, in a player who's made an impact for him, changed the game, got the three points, and he's putting the onus on Owen now to, to go and take the game to, to Hibs tonight and get his goals and try and get another three points. To be fair, Charlie, you said in you know, in theory with Mikey Johnson, um. But you look at the three of them, O, Johnson, Iwata, they all come on, they all made a positive impact. Is it important mm-hmm. that those players do see that, that that can count and that, you know, Kyogo's not just going to play every week regardless of who does what? 100%, because when you're at a team like Celtic, you're winning most games, especially domestically. So when there is that um, drop in form for the team away St. Johnson, or if they get beat a game, you need to know that your opportunity is here, because if you don't, then it's easy to get this happen, because Celtic could easily go on a 10-game winning streak, and you're and you're probably not going to change the team and you're stuck that's you knowing you're stuck there for however long um, so you need to know that when a chance comes yeah when my chance came we drew it home in Motherwell I remember and I went to speak to Neil Lennon that Wednesday the, in the, we played the Wednesday I went to see him on the Thursday and we played Rangers at Ibrox on the Sunday and I was in the team he named the team an hour, an hour and a half before the game and I was in the team and we won 2-0 and we went on and I went on and just played every game from then on so you need to be able to get the chances. And I think it's massive for Mikey Johnson tonight. It's absolutely massive. I think he, a few fans were on the fence with him. I think probably the manager as well and everybody was. And I think this is his chance to step up and really mm. put, put his mark in the team. See, the pressure of that meeting, knowing that if it goes wrong, you're going to end up with prawn dripping down the side <laughs> Aye, of your face. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to back, up, uh, back up when you get your chance in the team. Um, let's bring in John, who's a Celtic fan in the East End. How's it going, John? Oh, good Gordon, how are you? Not bad, not bad um, I believe, although there are changes to the starting 11 It's one of the subs you want to discuss, is that right? Uh, yes, I I feel like Tilly will certainly get a chance tonight um, After he came on against Mullerwell um, A couple of games ago I just felt like he should definitely get a chance to see what he can do um, I felt like a lot of fans have already written him off Similar with Mikey Johnson um, but I feel that he deserves a chance to really show us what he can do so it would be good to see him come on for Palmer Johnson at some point in the game He's an interesting one Charlie because 
I know he was injured at some point, but but not all the time. And I think he was the third. It didn't get the same headlines, understandably, because of the money. But when Mike Navrotsky, Lager Bielka, remember last week, Brendan Rodgers basically said quite openly they're fit, but they they just yeah. they need to do more. Um, and I think Tilio was one of them as well. It's like this is why a lot of fans are looking at the summer recruitment and wondering why so few of them are having an impact on the starting eleven. Yeah, but Rogers, Brendan Rogers, and the the, the coaching staff see these players every day, yeah. so that's clear as day that they're no good enough to be playing. That's a worry in its own way, though, isn't it? If like so many some like as summer recruits are that far off it, it is. It is a worry. I mean, it's um, and I think Celtic have been that good in the last fifteen years at signing players and, and moving them on, and the, the strategy's been unbelievable, and you can't knock that. But there has been disappointments within that. If you look at Mo Bangura all the way back to when I was there and, and you can go through, there's always been a couple. Mm-hmm. But this year it seems to be three and four that, that are potentially getting bypassed and likes of scales is coming through and, and, and playing. and uh, That's disappointing. Um, but sometimes it does take time to settle the clubs at Celtic. But if, if they're not doing it in training, that's that they must not be because otherwise they'd be getting more chances. Yeah, because someone like Tilio, Cami, like, it's not, it's not a big problem because you know Mikey Johnson's playing tonight and he yep. he deserved his chance and was very good at the weekend um but kind of overall fans like John and others who phone in envisaged a scenario where if Abada and Maeda were out of the team um that you know like Tilio would was signed for those types of yeah occasions yeah again Charlie's real right for me that the manager sees him day in day out um We've not seen a great deal of them on the pitch yet um, to make a real judgment call. Um, but the manager's obviously not seen enough in training that he's, he's wanting to put him in as a starting position or or obviously um, bring him on for minutes off the bench. Um, it's really competitive. And what I would say is I agree with Charlie as well that in previous years there has been failures in the recruitment. But again, probably this summer we've not seen, we normally see three or four who hit the ground running and then you almost forget about the maybe one or two that haven't actually worked out. We've not really yeah. seen that many this summer that have really hit the ground running. Because John references the Motherwell game where he came on, but I think Brendan Rodgers admitted that he basically was only in there because other people weren't available. And yeah. you know, since then, we've not not seen much. What about the team that actually does play, though, John? No Kyogo tonight. You in favour of that move? Uh-huh. I am, yeah. Um, I think, you know, Kyogo, as much as he's a outstanding player for whatever reason it just hasn't been doing it recently so if you're not you know if you're at the level you should be then whoever's behind you scoring goals because all has been scoring goals as of late should should be in with a chance so um, it's just times like this that remind me of last season when there was a, a similar point like this with Kyogo and there was Jack and Marcus to come in and replace him and at that point a lot of fans were shouting for Jack and Marcus to replace Kyogo and we're kind of at a similar point again with Kyogo Yeah, Charlie does it depend on the reason for Kyogo's dip in form though because if he is a bit off it then he can't expect to stay in the team forever but we also get a lot of Celtic fans who phone in and say I don't think Brendan Rodgers is using him properly if you look at Kyogo and you're completely honest with yourself Kyogo played loads of games and not have many touches of the ball and scored goals. He, he could not touch the ball much for mm-hmm. half an hour in a game, especially under Ange last year, and then go and score two or three goals. And then he's a hero, and that's what everybody remembers. Oh, he was brilliant today, but actually, 
if he's no scoring goals, what's he bringing to the game? And he's got a lot of energy. And sometimes um, when a player's no scoring goals, it's highlighted because it's oh, well, he's not getting a touch of the ball, he hardly got a touch of the ball. But his touch is under Ange and a lot under Brendan Rodgers. Even though more so Brendan Rodgers is coming under the ball a bit as an eight and getting getting touches. Whereas I think he's best when he's when he's just about offside or mm-hmm. he's, he's he's always on the shoulder because I think he comes alive in the six yard box. So I think he's a player that's 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 got to be scoring goals um, to, to be in the the to get the headlines and, and for people to recognise that he's he's doing well. So and he's, he's not going to have a brilliant all round game and then not score. That's he's, he's not really that type yeah, of player. Yeah. He's never been that type of player. Yeah. And I think for Odenight it's massive. I think he's got to again. He's like Mikey Johnson. People are questioning him. And if he starts tonight, he's got to, he's got to have a good game, and Celtic have probably got to get a, get a win because even if he has a great game and Celtic don't win, they'll be like, oh, it was not the answer. Mm-hmm. I think if he doesn't play the night, and if he sorry if he doesn't play well tonight, and Celtic don't get a victory, I think January will be a time where they'll be looking to get a striker. And, and I, mm-hmm. I mentioned it earlier, Lorne Shankland would be somebody that. I think would be a great player for, for Celtic. Well, I see they've been linked with Bojan Mijovski of Aberdeen, so you could get your thoughts in. Uh, on that Cammy But you know Is there a degree of sympathy If so, Like I say Some Celtic fans feel Kyogo's not being Used properly yep. That would sort of suggest You know it's not It's not his fault Or is it You know like He's now out of the team uh, No listen uh, It's a different style that The way the Brendan Rodgers plays From, from Ange um, as I, I agree with Charlie That I think he's best Off the shoulder His movement Phenomenal um, the way that he, he moves away from d- defenders and creates space for himself. But yes, he, he's he's so influential when he scores goals and that's what we've known him for since he's joined the club is, is him scoring a number of goals, big goals, scores at the right moments um, and he's just having a little bit of an off period at the moment. Listen, he might he might just be a little bit fatigued. There, might, uh, there could be a number of reasons why he's not, not hitting the form that he's hitting at the moment. And Brendan's went with Owen. Charlie's right that listen this is his opportunity score a goal tonight get a win um, and he can stay in the team thank you very much to John in the East End let me before we go any further keep your calls coming in but I need to tell you about this Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with J&D Pierce, Scotland's premier structural steel specialist changing landscapes across the UK Team news from around the grounds is very interesting but this might be the most important thing you hear all night on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You know that at this time of the year we're trying to make a difference to local children on our doorstep that really need your help. Imagine you could do that and win yourself a brand new BMW 1 Series at the same time. Well, that is the reality. Thanks to Arnold Clark, that brand new car, Cami Bell definitely travels the furthest out of all the Clyde One Super Scoreboard pundits by a mile. He can't enter this, but it would look great flying up and down that M74 as he does heated seats a godsend at this time of year you can get your Super Scoreboard podcast on Apple CarPlay it's got all the mod cons you would want and it really is a win-win situation you text the word CAR to 84901 C-A-R to 84901 the text costs a standard network rate message and then a £5 donation to Cash for Kids so you're giving a fiver to children right here right in our communities that need your help and then you might win the brand new BMW. Like I say, win-win does not even cover it. The lines close at 6pm on Saturday the 16th of December. It's over 18s only, and the full T's and C's are at Clyde1.com. If you want involved, and I can't really think of a reason that you wouldn't, text CAR to 84901. 
0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Charlie Mulgrew and Cami Bell are here. 0141-951-1025. We are reacting to team news from Celtic Park and it is interesting. No Kyogo from the start. O plays. Mikey Johnson plays. And Tomoki Iwata plays. Now, these are significant changes obviously and guys we've not really seen from the start Iwata first start since the Scottish Cup final in June against Inverness Mikey Johnson's first start since the Wraith Rovers Cup tie in February 2022 Uh, so some guys getting what they may feel is a long overdue chance what do you make of that team news and whilst we're on the subject what about Tyne Castle Andrew McLean who's got the nod in that one yeah, well, some interesting changes. We'll start with the home team, and it is a long-awaited return for Nathaniel Atkinson. He's been one of several Hearts players on the sidelines that are ready to return in this game. He's the only one that comes straight into the starting lineup. Big news on the bench as well. Craig Gordon, Craig Halkett and Barry Mackay all fit enough to make the bench for a first time in a long time, especially Craig Gordon. That double leg break Christmas Eve last year it was, but he is now fit and ready to be in contention. Not quite in the starting lineup though, but he is on the bench. So it's going to be Xander Clark who starts in goal tonight. It's a back three of Stephen Kingsley, Frankie Kent and Kai Rolls. The two wing backs, Nathaniel Atkinson and Alex Cochran. It will then be George Grant, Benny Beningamy and Caleb Neuenhoff up top. Kusuke Tagawa and Lauren Shanklin. The substitutes for Hearts, Gordon, Halkett, Herring, Oda, Forrest, Mackay, Sibic, Denham and Vargas. A couple of changes for Philip Clement. Interesting ones as well because Tom Lawrence, you wondered whether he would be kept in that sort of midfield, deeper, slightly deeper midfield role. He has been. He will be playing in there with John Lundstrom. The players that miss out, Borna Barisic drops out of the squad altogether and Cyril Dessers drops to the bench. Ridvan Yilmaz gets a start Danilo will be playing as the number nine. So Jack Butland in goal, the back four, James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Leon Balligan and Ridvan Yilmaz. It will then be John Lundstrom and Tom Lawrence in midfield. Ross McCausland out on the right, Abdallah Sima out on the left, Todd Cantwell in that number 10 role in behind Danilo. The substitutes, McCrory, Suter, Dessers, Lammers, Sifuentes, Matondo, Sterling, Roof and Davies. Oh, he teased us in there when he said a long-awaited return. I thought Craig Gordon had gone straight back in. With no disrespect to Nathaniel Atkinson, it just uh, it was a bit of a letdown. Um, what stands out most from that Rangers team, Cammy? Um, I'm not surprised Danilo's in for for Dessers, To be honest, um, Barisic looks like it must be an injury. I would think if he's completely yeah. dropped out of the the full match day squad, um, Yilmaz straight in there as you would imagine. Um, listen, I think. I was maybe a wee bit surprised Tom Lawrence is still starting but um, give him another opportunity get him up and running and, and see what he can do as I said before it's the same as Celtic these guys have got the shirt and they need to show what they can do it's going to be a tough tough good night at Tynecastle for the Rangers players tonight I think Philippe Clement looked very set in his ways of two so-called defensive midfielders yep. though didn't he so it's an interesting one that um, for a game like this, you know, home to St Mirren is maybe a bit more understandable. Um, is it a big call that he's gone for it again? Yeah, listen, I, I think when you've got a player like Tom Lawrence in there and you can get him on the ball, he's, a, he's a, a guy that wants to play the ball forward, wants to create them creative passes to create opportunities and get forward a little bit more. So it's maybe just a little bit of a, a sign of intent that they, they want to go here and, and score a few goals. Um, 
and and hopefully Lindstrom will, will shore up the defence and, and give them the support they need um, but it's a big game for for Rangers because Celtic are at home um, and they can't lose any more ground Charlie you have been there many many times we, we just talk about it us on the outside talk mm. about how Tynecastle's got this atmosphere so how how does it does it change the football match? You know, is this, is this a is it a different challenge when you go, or is is that something that we actually overplay from the outside? Um, it's a it's a better atmosphere than a lot of the grounds in the SPL. Um, but I always had success there. So from from my perspective, looking there, we had a seven 0 a four 0 a five 0 a three 0 I remember, and but I remember thinking this is a tough game coming tonight. It's, it's, it's it feels tighter because the pitch is so close on you. It's enclosed on you. The fans are quite intense. But we always managed somehow to have, have good results yeah. there and, and get early goals. So my experience is there. I mean, places like St. Johnson, we spoke about it earlier with, with the skinny post they used to have and <laughs> the ash before you walked onto the park. I don't, there was something about that that, that that I didn't enjoy going there. But um, no, Tynecastle can be a difficult place and I can understand why, mm. even though my experiences there were, were always good ones or mostly good ones. It's always fixtures like this that, that you look at though and... Um, and it never works out this way, you know. Celtic drop points at home to Motherwell, at home to St. Johnson. It's, you know, nothing's a given. But how how big? A, if we're talking earlier about you know Rangers trying to make sure that gap's mm. not bigger, that this is one of like the main fixtures you need to tick off, isn't it? Like Pataudry yeah. came around not that long ago, and Rangers did drop points there. Yeah, so Hearts have won four in a row, as we spoke about earlier. But Rangers, with that team, tells me that they think they're going to have large spells of possession because that's a team that. Are, uh, probably need to have the ball you, you don't imagine that Lawrence is going to offer much out of possession in terms of what Lundstrom can so just to have one kind of defensive minded one in there tells you that they plan to have the ball and probably have a few players behind the lines um, which is interesting um, Hearts going with a back kind of 3-5 if Rangers have the ball that will turn into a 5 and, they, and, and that means that Rangers probably will dominate the game in possession um, it'll be interesting to see what Hearts do in possession if they have any of the ball or if they just play on the break because with a 3 5 2, I feel that you're all often stuck in a five, it becomes a 5 mm. 3 2. Yep. Because you're, 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 as soon as the wingers go high and wide, which the manager's already said the other night, he took Cantwell off and put McCausland on the European game because Cantwell wasn't staying wide. So you'd imagine McCausland will hug the touchline, Seymour will hug the touchline. All of a sudden, hearts are in a back five. Your three players make them into a five, and that gives you an overload in the midfield. And I think Rangers are probably. Dominate the ball, dominate the game, and if, and, and and they need to score in that spell. But uh, Hearts have Shanklin, and and they have a threat on the break, and with Mackay and, and Gordon and, uh, back in the squad, it'll give the, the team a lift, massive lift. Lots to look forward to on the pitch tonight. Let's play a big game of our own. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish Sun. It is Beat the Pundit time It's 01419511025 If you want to take on Cammy Bell or Charlie Mulgrew You need to get your call in before 7 o'clock And Beat the Pundit is next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Charlie Mulgrew and Cammy Bell are here It's 01419511025 or it is Twitter at Clyde SSB if you want to get in touch and please do it's a huge night in the Premiership uh, four big games we're building up we've given you team news from Celtic Park and Tynecastle we'll do the rest in the not too distant future and where are you Motherwell fans what is going on there what would you do about this current situation how bad is it getting let us know 3-0 defeat up in Dingwall 
last night 01419511025 Let's play this first though Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Okay, it is Beat the Pundit time Let's see who we've got on the line tonight Oh, I've got bad news for you It's a oh, team It's a minibus oh. full of people by the sounds of it Caitlin, Liam And there is there are more And Nathan all in the car How's it going Caitlin, Liam and Nathan? Oh no Can you hear us? Yeah, can, we, can you hear us? Good, good, don't get stage fright Is that you Nathan? Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> Nathan's in the boot. Caitlin, Caitlin, you're going to be the spokesperson. Yeah. Good. I like the sound of that. Are you going to the game tonight? Yeah, we're just on our way. Brilliant. How are you expecting that? What's got more chance of happening, a Celtic win or a win for you three on beat the pundit? A win for us. I think so. Oh, you're a nailed on tonight. If you don't win this tonight, you'll never win it. Yeah, there's a bit of daftness in this studio. <laughs> Let me be quite honest with you. Um, said with the nicest way possible. Heads is Cami Bell. <laughs> Go on then, sorry. Who's not? Let's Nathan's be been let out of the boot, all right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, heads, heads. Oh, you're driving, right? Sorry, you sounded a wee bit distant there. <laughs> yeah, please do pull over and get us in trouble. Heads, it is Cammy Bell Tails, it's Charlie. That was a jumper. <laughs> Lloyd <laughs> Christmas over there. Uh, Tails, it is Charlie Mulgrew. Caitlin's oh. got a wish. Let's go for it Right what we're going to do Is give Charlie Some greatest hits radio To listen to So that he can't hear us We'll then Get 30 seconds On the clock Uh, Are you ready for this Caitlin? It's going to be Liam Right Liam You're the spokesperson yeah? I am ready to go Good let's do it then 30 seconds On the clock Answer as many as you can Pass if you don't know The answer okay? Good Your time Starts Now Who's Rangers number 99? What team stadium is commonly known as The Rock? Dumbarton. Who's the current manager of the Scottish women's team? Pass. Tony Doherty succeeded which manager at Dundee? Pass. In what stadium will Scotland play their first Euro 2024 match? Munich, five minutes. Which team is top of Scottish League One? Hamilton. Who was the last Brazilian to play for Celtic? Juninho. Okay. Let's bring Charlie back Charlie can you hear us? Got us? You hear me again? By the way the rest of the team are deadly quiet It was just Liam He's a one man wrecking ball I hate to tell you he's decent Oh no Come on Charlie boy 30 seconds on Charlie's clock And the time starts now Who's Rangers number 99? Pass What team's stadium is commonly known as The Rock? The Barton Who's the current manager of the Scottish women's team? Pass Tony Doherty succeeded which manager at Dundee? Oh, oh The boy Garibola In boy. what stadium will Scotland play their first Euro 2024 Pass. match? Which team is top of Scottish League 1? Hamilton Who was the last Brazilian to play for Celtic? Pass Gary Naismith won manager of the month for League 2 But what team does he manage? Gary Naismith Sten Housemuir Okay, okay, okay Liam, have you done enough? I think so Liam's good Liam Liam is, is good But you're alright as well It was good It was a huge uh, game What a match uh, I should have got a couple but... Liam there's one That I know which one You thought you had And Charlie uh, You just You just wimped out of it Didn't you I know Goodness I could hear it almost coming. Anyway Rangers number 99 Is Danilo 1-0 to Liam Caitlin Nathan And whoever else is there uh, The the Rock is Dumbarton yep. You both got it So it's 2-1 uh, To 
the folks in the car Pedro Martinez Losa A 6-0 defeat last night though Against England So a few question marks Wouldn't perhaps I knew that as well I know honestly Well listen it's tough when the pressure's on Liam said like He was about to say Gary Boyer And he didn't But Charlie did I can see his face But couldn't get the name for 10 seconds And equalised it's a great game this So we're level The Allianz Arena In Munich Is Scotland's first game oh, Opening bad. match of the Euros So Liam Goes one In front uh, The top Of League One Is Hamilton You both got it Liam stays one In front um, I'm going to come back To the next one Because You got one question more In Gary Naismith Is Stenhouse Muir So that you're level But you also The last Brazilian To play for Celtic You passed it Liam said Janinho And he's done you oh, He has done you 5-4 yeah. Well done Liam I had Raphael Shade in my head I'm glad you pronounced it that way Honest Liam that was, that was superb And you actually oh, ne- cheers, You nearly got Gary Boyer I heard it oh, I, I, got, I, I had his face I just couldn't see it Honestly Well listen I don't well know Well done Liam I, I knew you'd win the night Charlie. I don't know I how you feel about I sharing. I'm a fancy man, so I feel better now. pick the right one. Hold on, what is this? No one ever phones up and says they want to be he- that, that Hugh Evans is their fancy man. What is this? Because he's beans for the tin for his lunch. <laughs> uh, Liam, I don't know how you all feel about one third of a signed ball each, but uh, you just need to deal with it. All right. Caitlin, we'll get Charlie to sign it for you, all right? Oh, thank you. There we go. Thanks, thank Caitlin. You very Cheers. Much. Enjoy the game tonight. Cheers, Nathan. Honestly. Do you know who'll be raging about that more than anyone? Keevans has passed all that stuff. Gordon DL will be raging. Gordon DL, <laughs> he's not got fans out there who want to phone in like that. Good game, that. That was good. You take that in the chin. Yeah, oh, decent. I was happy myself there, really happy. Oh, he was surprised he, myself. And this sounds daft because although he got it wrong, when he nearly got Gary Boyer, I just knew, I knew he would. Would he be nearly? What did he say? He, can I say, he said like Gary, oh, pass. And then ah, passed it. Silly. Anyway, enough. Look at that. He, he was showing off. He had enough to get that wrong and still beat you. But there we go. Uh, good win for the listeners. We needed that, actually. Pundits have been on a bit of a run recently. Um, so, although there's a lot of sign balls to give away, it was good to get another victory. Well done to Liam Nathan and Caitlin. 01419511025. That is the number you need. Um, we're reflecting on team news from tonight. We're looking ahead to the games tonight. And uh, I don't know why I keep asking Because if you want to just leave it unsaid I could probably get by a happier man But Motherwell last night Come on, where are you? Where's it going wrong? Do let us know I'll tell you what it's a, It was a bad night for anyone Any hypothetical person out there Who is a Motherwell fan Obviously likes to see Scotland women do well And it was their birthday It was a, it was a bad night oh. to be that hypothetical person oh. last night Fell out, fell out of football last night Seeing did that you? result from Dingwall No offence to any Ross County fans Did, did you get in the race for your birthday? Listen, you're that age and you just, Who cares? That's okay. right. Do you know what? I should genuinely Go on um, I've got heated socks Oh, nice right. I just That's like how ludicrously old Game changer And then like That's that's like my life, isn't it? Like, right. what can I make? How can I make life easier? Going to football <laughs> Have games Have you got the heated? I've got, I've got the oh. gilet already ah. So I had to branch out Great it's Pants for Christmas, hopefully Lovely Like charging your socks then stick I tried them out last night Watching the telly as well <laughs> I'm a celebrity With heated socks on Amazing It's a low moment Really really low um, As I ignored the score Coming in From Dingwall uh, Whilst we get more calls Lined up We didn't really get the chance to. Ref- we reflected on The Rangers team From Tynecastle Craig Gordon I mean you were You, you would have been involved Charlie That was at Tanadice Was it not Christmas I was aye I was, um, I was on the bench that day um, When him and Fletch Went for the ball It was 
I actually thought Fletch was worse off when you were looking at it. Um, but Craig, he's just left his leg up there, and it was it was horrible to see right on Christmas Eve as well. Some of own family, so it was it wasn't nice. He's done brilliant to get back for it. Delighted, delighted, he's back and and at the age he's at as well to show that determination speaks volumes of his character. Yeah, incredible, Cammy. Um, and like we said, it's that's such an interesting situation because can Craig Gordon get back in at Hearts, and then straight away, what does that mean for Scotland? Xander Clark, we always hear this stuff, you goalies, you're all very good at it, say no, no, you know, we're all in this together and we all support each other and we're really close and we train together, I've heard it all before, that this is going to test that stuff to the match, surely. <laughs> Definitely will, um, listen, Craigie's a, a great lad and so is Xander, but Craigie will have that drive that he wants to get back in the team for Hearts, um, and I'm pretty sure in the back of his mind throughout his whole rehab was that opportunity of getting in the Euro squad and... I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens over the next two or three months. Um, whether Craigie can get in the Hearts squad. If he doesn't, does he have the conversation with Stephen Naismith to go elsewhere to try and play between now and the end of the season? And does Xander Clark do that? <sighs> Equally. Again, yeah. If Craig possibly, Gordon gets possibly. back in. It's, a, it's a real difficult one. We've seen it at Arsenal. They've brought in two number ones and it's very, very <sighs> difficult to deal yeah. with, mm-hmm. with two set-out number ones um, for a manager. I, I think there's always got to be a number two... Um, and I think what Stephen Naismith's going to have on his hand is two number one. It's going to be difficult. Yeah, definitely. Um, with the winter break coming up, do you feel like is there a, is there a chance there to to properly reassess? I mean, as an example, tonight Craig Gordon's available, yep. but he's on the bench, so it's f- first first serve to to Xander Clark, if you like. I mean, the Hearts will play again in just a couple of days' time. So again, it would probably probably be quite dramatic if then all of a sudden. You know, at what point do you do you do it? If you're going to do it, does the winter break feel like a, a junction? Uh, yes, it is an opportunity, but again, it, it puts the pressure on uh, Xander and it sees how he deals with a, a goalkeeper who is a number one sitting on the bench, breathing down your neck. Um, will it bring out the best on him in, in Xander or will it put him under too much pressure that he starts to feel that pressure and maybe makes a couple of mistakes? Because, listen, see if, see if Xander was to make a few mistakes... The Hearts fans will be calling for Craig Gordon to get back on the pitch. That That's just the nature of football at the end of the day. Um, and it's a difficult position as a goalkeeper because if you make a mis- if you make any mistake, it normally ends up in a goal and you get crucified for it. And if you've got a guy of that calibre sitting on the bench, it's, it's really difficult. I think we'll find a lot out about Xander Clark's character yep. with, with Craig Gordon breathing in his neck. Uh, let's go to Billy, who's on in Clyde Bank. He actually got a point about goalkeepers, so we can loosely link it in, Billy. Take it away. Hi Gordon, thanks for putting me on the show I, I really appreciate it um, My point is obviously to Cammy um, Obviously Jack Buckland just now Is uh, number one at Rangers But um, I think we're going to have a problem At the end of the season Because um, both McLaughlin and McCormack Are ready to leave McCrory you know, that... Hello? Yeah McLaughlin and McCrory, sorry yeah yeah, Joe, um, McCrory and Joel are ready to leave at the end of the season. They're, they're, you know, the contracts are up. And um, I'm just wondering, you know, are Rangers looking to get another goalkeeper in? Because obviously Jack Butland is tremendous, but I just don't see where the other keepers are coming in. And I think McCrory's ready to sign for somebody else, you know. I must admit, any question is allowed on this show, of course, and we're glad, Billy. I've just, it's the earliest anyone's ever worried about who the second choice goalkeeper is <laughs> going to be for next season. 
Because Jack Butlin's it's nailed on, isn't I it? I think Billy's worried about the first choice goalkeeper still being at Rangers as well, though. As in like, attracting uh, yes, attention. Aye, listen, I think he's been phenomenal since he's came in. An absolutely brilliant signing um, during the summer. Again, look at his, his characteristics and, and where he's been throughout his career. Also, his goalkeeping ability. He's, he's got everything he needs to be a top Rangers goalkeeper. He's been at big clubs, can handle expectation, can handle the pressure. Um, and he's fantastic and has been... I, I think Rangers will have a problem keeping a hold of him. I'm not, I don't think it'll be initially this in the January transfer window, but I can see a big bid coming in for him at one point because he's been so good for them um, and that's just the nature of it and it's up to the board whether they, they decide they're going to stick and, and not take the offer I think it's got to be a hefty offer if they do um, if he was to let be let go um, Robbie McCrory one yeah I think Robbie's going to have to move on he, he's a good goalkeeper he needs game time um, and it's hampering his own career I think he needs to make a decision that he has to move on um, to get the game time so they're going to be in a position that the, the, they will be looking at the, the market at the moment of who they can bring in to, to challenge Jack Butlin but again they'll obviously have um, a, a plan in case that big bid does come in and the board decide that they, they, they would accept it and Jack was to move on but hopefully it doesn't go to that uh, Andrew McLean sent me a message making a good point out warming up on the pitch right now at Tynecastle just the guys with the gloves on is Butland, McCrory, McLaughlin, Clark, Gordon and McGovern six pretty good <laughs> goalkeepers all all out there um, Incredible actually Yeah it is. Um, Billy how How pleased have you been With Jack Butland Do you think Do you think there is a chance Someone might try and tempt him Oh he's going to I, I, I honestly think that Somebody's going to try and tempt him I mean I know he's His record And all the rest of it And I, I honestly He's been brilliant For the Rangers this season Honestly so far And I honestly think that Somebody's going to come in And if they're right The money's right um, I think Rangers kind of refuse, you know, a, 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 an outright offer for them. And this is this my problem because um, I, I think at the end of the season, both McCrory and McLaughlin's um, contracts yeah. finish. You know, so they're free to go in January. Yeah, um, you know, Charlie, you know we... I mean. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Charlie, we... I've spent a lot of time this season talking about the signings that haven't worked at Rangers or Celtic. Take it, Jack Butlin's just like one of those obvious ones. Just came in day one, nailed on, been a success. Brilliant, aye. What, what a signing! I think he'd have a couple of dodgy moments down south, and that's probably why Rangers managed to get him up that level of goalkeeper. And he's come up, he's settled well, he's thriving at Rangers, and I think for him to leave, it wouldn't be. It would probably need to be a, a, a Premier League team with a big offer. I think Rangers would potentially take the offer if it was it was enough money because they would they would probably have to take it uh, that money. But I don't I don't see it happening. I think he's probably settled. He's at a stage of his career where he thinks he's probably surprised at how big a club mm. Rangers are, yep. winning titles every well, challenging competing. for titles or trying to competing for titles every year. Potentially European football most years. I think he'll be he'll, he'll be happy. I don't know what age he is, but I, I reckon. With, with, the experience he's had down south, I think that he'll be happy at Rangers. But but because he's done know. that number two, number three thing Aye, in England yeah. a lot, hasn't he? Um, I tell you what, what speaks volumes of how well Jack Bolton's done is how little we've spoke about. Alan I'm McGregor. about to. Okay, so there we go. I was going to say you want a sign of how excited fans are. Brian sent me a message. Gordon, can you ask Cammy who's better, Alan McGregor oh, or Jack oh, wow. Bolton? Mm. Is it too early? Is it too early for that question? Uh, no, I've, I've still got to go with Alan McGregor at the moment. Hey, listen, Jack Bolton's a phenomenal goalkeeper, but. If, if he can do it as long as Alan McGregor done it at the top level, then um, definitely he would he would step a, ahead of him. But 
as I said just before, that it does speak volumes of how well he's done because I was really worried during the summer of who was going to replace Alan McGregor, um, how they were going to find a goalkeeper who would fit in seamlessly into the Rangers setup and what we've been used to um, with a top-class goalkeeper, and he's absolutely done that. He's nailed it. Any concerns about tonight, Billy, or will Rangers get the job done? What concerns, honestly, um, I just think it's going to be a close game and if we, I think if we come over with Pedro, I'd be quite happy. Oh, there we go. Honestly, happy with a draw, did you say? Billy, come on. No, 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 seriously, hearts are on fire just now and I just can't see Rangers up front. I just can't see Rangers. I've, I've heard the team and all the rest of it and... Surely as a Rangers fan you're, you're no accepting a draw Never happy with a draw As a Rangers fan I don't want to accept a draw but Is that where you think the team is at the moment Billy? You don't think yeah. they're good enough to go to Tynecastle and get a, a victory? Definitely, yeah Okay. Well, Billy thank you very much 01419511025 and we will take more of your calls next Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Charlie McGrew, Cami Bell, both here, both waiting to take your calls, whether it is on tonight's games, last night's games, anything Cami Bell was at handing for that drubbing. If you want to get your thoughts in there, any fans of the Scotland women's team, uh, we have an eyewitness amongst us, 0141-951-1025. Um, and no Motherwell fans are phoning in yet Maybe oh. it's one of those like bury your head in the sand type Can't bear to talk about it Could be, it could be one of those I understand that logic um, But if you do feel brave enough And you want to try and suggest where it's going wrong And what should be done about it um, Pick up that phone 01419511025 Let me give you a question first though The full time teaser With sliding wardrobe solutions East Kilbride Slad wall panels available in seven colours Now in stock at East Kilbride At competitive prices Uh, Okay Um, Every time this this tweeter sends a question in uh, You know There's no other way of getting around it It is Gordon DL's unusually long nose That's the name of the guy that sends them in He loves a question He's specifically set up a, a, a Twitter account in honour of Gordon DL's unusually long nose so there we go thank you again for the question um, you've been getting it tight on social media today have you seen it? Uh, I've not seen it yet someone in here yeah. has stitched you up quite okay. the thing because you were right. um, shall we say struggling with the concept of the question an easy question last week but I went straight in and I got I the know, answer right. right off the back of but I was but forget the I was saying to you just name me an Englishman that plays for and Rangers and you one. couldn't get James Tavernier. I know, but <laughs> in my head, in my head, I was thinking they had to be capped and I that's why that, I say right? Jack Butler. But see if you go on at Clyde SSB, you'll see the video. I don't um, want to see it. That, that's been made and you actually see me saying to you, you don't need to have been capped, you just need to be English and my you head, still don't get it. But, but my head had gone. And so your head starts to go there, it, it, it just unravels, it? It's Mate, blankness. It was... The video's good, you should check it out because did you... you Tavernier are close as well, no? Yeah, yeah. Still mm. speak to him, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, listen, my head had went. Don't try and <laughs> bring that into it. Anyway, right. Your question tonight: Who are the last five Australians to play for each Rangers and Celtic? So it's ten names in total. Who are the last five Australians to play for Celtic, and the last five Australians to play for Rangers? Scott McDonald. He's not in the last five, Is unfortunately. He not? Is he not? No. Okay. Oh, 
Vidma Not in the last five um, Aaron Moy Yes Okay not so long ago Tom Rogic Yep Craig Moore for Rangers Yes there okay. we go There we go Not bad right We can leave it there uh, If you want to send a question in And have it used It's fulltime at Clyde1.com Fulltime at Clyde1.com So please send your email Send us a tweet to get involved tonight On the phones as well um, And in fact I think we can go to Pataudry Because there's another big game there Against Kilmarnock I believe Dave Galloway is with us Dave Oh, he's just disappeared. Technical difficulties. We'll get Dave back. Um, um, St. Johnson, St. Mirren, another big game as well. They, I mean, they all are at this time of year. And St. Mirren are maybe right just on that fine balance, Cami, between it clearly has been a good start to the season. But they, they probably need to look at maintaining that at some point soon. Yeah, they've been a little bit of a rocky period. Um, but again, uh, they had such a fantastic start to the season and they were, they were flying high for a, a long period of time and they'll still be happy where they are overall at the moment um, but a big game tonight for them I think they've, they'll be looking to go up to Perth and try and get the, the three points here it's going to be a difficult task because St Johnston have really turned the corner since Craig Levine's came into the club um, looks as if they've, they've got a little bit of I don't know, a bit of steel about them now. What what we're used to St Johnston being like, hard to beat and, and um, going to pick up points. So uh, that'll be a tough and a close game tonight, I think. Uh, right, I think Dave's back. Dave, can you hear us? Yes, I can indeed. Thank you, uh, Gordon. Um, well, Aberdeen may have a cup final uh, coming up in just 11 days' time, but the Premiership campaign has been very poor indeed so far, with just three wins from 13 games, leaving them down in 10th place. Barry Robson's uh, taking the mounting pressure and criticism on the chin, and with five of the next six... Uh, league games at home. The opportunity is there to climb the table. Kilmarnock, who've signed former Aberdeen wing-out Gary Mackay-Steven on a short-term deal, are also somewhat out of sorts without a victory in the last three games and if they are to maintain hopes of securing a top-six place this season, they're going to have to do something about that dreadful, uh, dreadful away record which has seen them fail to get a league win on the road so far this season. But they deservedly beat the Dons in the side's previous meeting at Rugby Park in October. Looking at the teams then, and Aberdeen make uh, three changes uh, tonight. In come Duke, Johnny Hayes and Angus MacDonald out. Go Esther Sockler, uh, Jimmy McGarry and Slobodan uh, Rubicic, who has made uh, a number of high-profile uh, mistakes this season, so he's rested, he's on the bench. It's uh, Kellaroos in goals. At the back, Stefan Gartenman, Angus MacDonald and Richard Jensen. Uh, wide right, Nicky Devlin. Wide left, Johnny Hayes in midfield with Jamie McGrath, Leighton Clarkson and Graham Shinney in the central positions. Up top, it's Duke and Boyan Majowski. The subs for Aberdeen, Duan, Baron, McGarry, Sockler, Morris, Polvara, Duncan, Milne and Rubicic. Komarnik, well, they are unchanged. It's Will Dennis in goals at the back. Lewis Mayo, Robbie Dees and Stuart Finlay. At midfield, at Danny Armstrong and Corey in Daba in the wide positions. At David Watson, Brad Lyons and Liam Donnelly in central midfield. Up top, it's Marley Watkins helping out Kyle Bassell. The subs for Kelly, O'Hara, Mackenzie, Kennedy, Sanders, Murray, Davies, 
Dallas, Polworth, and the aforementioned Mackay Stephen. Your match referee tonight at Pittori. Conditions look uh, perfect. Pitches looking great. It's Matthew McDermott and on VAR, Don Robertson. Forget the pitch and the conditions, Dave Galloway. You are Clyde One Super Scoreboard's food <laughs> correspondent. Yes. And I understand there is a festive treat on offer at Pitodre yeah. this evening. Yeah, wonderful. The Pitodre uh, pie of the month uh, mm-hmm. currently is the Christmas dinner pie. It's uh, chicken and uh, scurly or oatmeal stuffing to uh, uh, people in the central belt and uh, a lot, lot, some very, very rich gravy all encased in delicious pastry. It's very, very nice. <laughs> that was the world's worst M&S advert, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, why, why not turkey in the Christmas pie? I know. Shocking, Aye. isn't it? Shocking. Strange. There we go, the Pitodri pie of the month There's a there's a phrase I never thought we would hear uh, On Clyde One Super Scoreboard Thanks to Dave Galloway um, I'm just glad Gordon DL's not here That phrase which should, should have gone down a whole different road If he had been on the show tonight You two are clearly much more uh, sensible But there we go the ch- Chicken instead of turkey, don't understand it But there we go um, Dave Galloway bringing his team news there As Dave alluded to what a, It's a weird situation for Aberdeen isn't it Like They've got a cup final. They're through to a cup final. They should be looking forward to it. They've actually, performance-wise, actually did pretty well in Europe, and yet the league table does not look good, and fans are on Barry Robson's back. Yeah, um, it's been a difficult season. A lot for Barry Robson to to juggle, but again, they, they knew they were going into that situation at the start of the season. They knew they were going to be playing in Europe. They knew it was going to be difficult. Um, they've just underperformed in the league. I, I feel as if there's been a number of games that... Um, they should have done better I, I covered a Kilmarnock v um, Aberdeen game And they were terrible that day The worst I'd probably seen in the league They were so, so poor And I was worried for them at that point um, Then they got a couple of results Obviously got a result against Rangers Up at Pataudry, a draw um, They were decent against Hibs David Marsh found a goalkeeper in really good form And David Marshall um, And didn't pick up any points But it's vitally important to pick up points to, tonight Because Kilmarnock are so bad away from home as well John, I've just figured out between you two, I think we've got ha- at least half the Premiership covered in terms of teams that you played for. I mean, clearly you you amount to more of them. Mm. But I was about to bring Charlie in as a former Aberdeen player. Um, yep. It's just that you know the size of the club, though, Charlie, mm. the expectations need more, the f- don't they? The fans demand you finish third. And you look at league position, it's as simple as that. They want to win cups, they want, they want to be in finals, so they're in a final and they want to be third in the league. They look at the league table and they're not that, so they're going to let you know about it. They're intense up there and it's... It's sometimes you don't know it until you, you've actually played at the club and you realise the demands at the club that they're a club that have won European trophies, albeit a long time ago, but they demand to be third um or, or up there right in amongst it. Um the thing the worrying thing for me for Aberdeen is I don't see a clear playing playing style. I have seen them at Kilmarnock, I've seen them at Celtic Park. I just you've seen them in Europe having a few good performances, but I don't see a clear Mm. way of playing so if you, if you don't have a clear way of playing and you're not getting results it's a bad combination, it's a bad combination. I agree with that actually now you say that I remember that day at Kilmarna I, oh. I think they asked like what is their style of play and that was the first time I'd seen them all season and I couldn't tell you I just watched the game and I was like I really don't know what they were they were trying to play out from the back in Europe do they, but not, they, they sit a bit deeper and try and catch teams on the break yeah, but a bit done more that, in Europe they, and then they sit, done that they sit, Celtic, sit and lose six goals they've done it at Celtic Park right and, and that's fine because I think you can you can go to Celtic Park in, in Ibrox right and I think you have to some, some sort of strategy to press right but then you can understand teams going and saying right well you might need to be in a shape for spells and you need to be comfortable out of possession but they were getting free kicks inside their half 
and literally just kicking it straight back to yeah. Celtic. Surely, we all grew up right playing playing football, right? And we wanted to we wanted to have the ball. What point does that disappear and go? Actually, do you know what? Let's just kick it up there and let them have it again, and we'll just sit here and yeah. still get beat six 0 That's what. That's frustrating to watch. Yeah. Uh, let, I'm trying. I just keep losing count whether it's six or seven teams we've got covered off between you two. But anyway, I've, um, I'm three. Yeah, and you're the other. How many? I don't know. To be honest, you ever played for Livy? No. Uh, no. St Johnson, though. Yep. We've got Aberdeen covered. St. St. We've John's. got Kelly covered. We've uh, got Hibs, yep. Hearts, Rangers, and oh no, Celt Rangers and Celtic. No Hearts. Oh, there we go. Half the league. That's fine. We, we can cope with that. Alan's a Rangers fan. Alan, what are you thinking about tonight? Uh, I'm thinking it's going to be tough. Um, as I've said to Chris, um, I'm just wondering um, who. Clement Savers in terms of uh, Cantwell or mm -hmm. Lawrence and where he's going to play them I know Lawrence is supposed to be a, a forward but he can play the number 10 role um, Cantwell seems to be getting hooked quite a lot so I don't know even if the manager knows he's best of living and for Cammy, um what's your thoughts on the goalkeeper in terms of compared to McGregor Ah, see Alan, we actually asked him that um, But to be fair, you would have just been getting the call back So he couldn't quite compare him to McGregor yet I won't ask him to repeat it just because we're running out of time right, sorry No, no, no listen, not, not, don't need to apologise at all um, Alan makes a good point about the midfield Who he prefers Well, I mean, they both play tonight yep. um, The weekend was a funny one Because if we're being honest 44 minutes, Todd Cantwell was really, was really struggling in the game But he then, you know, gets the the kind of fortunate assist for the first one then really grows and it's a brilliant pass for the yep. second and everything's great and it's vindicated bringing him back and he plays again tonight yeah and I think what the manager will be looking for is is um, for him to kick on from that second half performance um, he was really good played with a bit of confidence as you say the pass for the second goal was brilliant um, but he needs to do more of it he needs to do it consistently and that's what the manager will be demanding um, again you've got uh, as Alan says you've got Tom Lawrence there that can play in that position so it'll be interesting I know he'll probably play further back tonight but going forward if Cantwell isn't doing it we've seen it we've already um, witnessed that he, he, he's more than happy to hook players off if, if they're not doing what they're, they're asked of um, or not performing on the night so it'll be interesting going mm. forward Yeah it feels like right now Charlie if you were to predict say go going to Celtic Park it doesn't seem likely that, that Tom Lawrence would, would play the, the deeper role. But Nicholas Raskin's injured and Ryan Jack's injured mm. and Sifuentes is struggling. Is it a chance between now and then for Rangers to show that they can actually do it with being a bit more attacking? I think it's a chance tonight? for for a perfect chance for they two to play as like number eights. So the, the sort of same formation is 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 Andrews to play with two more forward thinking behind the lines midfielders in one sitter in Lundstrom. But again, you're you're then you're then asking whether the manager likes that formation. I think you definitely know that Cantwell's probably not going to play wide again unless he, he decides he, he's mm, going to touch yep. hug the touchline because he was told in the European game hug the touchline and he never and he get whipped so that's clear as day that he's either not going to play wide again or if he does he's going to be, be in the touchline but I think that they two as number eights would be would be would be good actually for Rangers to get the two that would be the way to find the two of them in the same team the other way to do it would would be play two sitters in a box in midfield and have the two of them as, as, as number tens Um but no, I think that I think that it depends how Rangers, how the manager sees it. If he, he's adamant on two sitters, you can't go to Celtic Park 
in play Lawrence as a sitter I don't think no I don't I don't think because as soon as a team have a, a, a good bit of possession which I don't I don't think Hearts will have more than 40% possession tonight I'd be surprised if it was more than 40 and I think the manager Rangers knows that and that's why he's played them in that position because he thinks he'll have the majority of the ball uh, Thank you Alan enjoy the game tonight that was Alan from Coatbridge on 01419511025 uh, you can tweet us as well with your thoughts on any of the big talking points or you can just mention that you're somewhere exotic like Stuart Stevenson who's on Facebook just wants to tell everyone he's listening from Cape Verde very nice oh, I must say at this time of year um, right we are not too far away from kickoff at Celtic Park let's go back there and get a recap of the teams and a flavour of anything else that we need to know from Roger Hanna yeah three changes to the Celtic team from that 3-1-1 over St Johnson a pair on Sunday Gordon Timoke Iwata Mikey Johnson and Oh Hyung-gyu are in for David Turnbull Yang Hyun-jun and Kyogo Furuhashi Iwata's first start for Celtic since the Scottish Cup final win over Inverness Cali Thistle at Hamden last June it's Mikey Johnson's first start since a cup win over Wraith Rovers here back in February 2022. So Celtic have Joe Hart and goal. It's the back four. Alistair Johnson, Cameron Carter, Vickers, Liam Scales and Greg Taylor. Midfield, Tomoko Iwata, Callum McGregor, the skipper and Matt O'Reilly. And up top, Michael Johnson, Oh Hyung-gyu and Lewis Palmer. On the bench, Bain, Phillips and Kyogo. Turnbull, Holm and Tilio, Bernardo, Forrest and Ralston. Two changes for a Bernian from the side to beat Aberdeen 2-0 at Easter Road on Sunday. Lewis Miller is back from suspension to replace 16-year-old Rory Whittaker at right-back and Eli Ewan who scored two against Celtic at Easter Road in May but was sent off on his last visit here in March comes in for weekend goal scorer Dylan Venter Nick Montgomery's first selection at Celtic Park David Marshall in goal it's a back four Lewis Miller Will Fish Rocky Bashiri and Lewis Stevenson midfield Josh Campbell Dylan Levitt Joe Newell and Jair Tavares and up top Eli Ewan with Martin Boyle who makes his 300th appearance for Hibs tonight on the bench Wallacott Whittaker and Hanlon Venter Jay and Deutsch, Hardbottle, Landers and Molotnikov. The referee's John Beaton, the VAR is Gavin Duncan. Hibbs last win here, Gordon, back in January 2010. Danny Braith, the scorer of a stoppage time winner. Josh Thompson, Zeng Zee and Morton Rasmussen were all involved for Celtic that, that night. It was two former Celtic central defenders in the dugouts, Tony Mowbray and John Hughes. This is Hibbs' 18th journey back along the M8 since then. They've yet to record a victory. I'm just worried who recorded that photograph of me in the live stream. When I, when I look into the studio, it's like an advert for a L'Oreal shampoo commercial. <laughs> it's because you're worth it, boys. Oh, my word. <laughs> uh, you can take the man out of the Sun newspaper. You can't take the Sun newspaper out of the man. We've got him in midweek duty and everything tonight out of a game. Roger Hanna, uh, quickly you two. Any more of the last five Aussies to play for Rangers or... Celtic, I can see Shannon's got some good answers in here. You've got Craig Moore, Aaron Moy, Tom Rogic. Jackson Irvin. Yep. Oh, good one. Kevin Muscat. Yep. Okay, we'll get the rest and we'll go back to Tynecastle next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Okay, it's the final stretch, the home stretch uh, here on Clyde One Super Scoreboard tonight. We've given you the build up to the game at Celtic Park. That one is getting underway, so I'll let you know if anything happens early on. Uh, we've got a bit of time left. Tynecastle doesn't kick off Hearts Rangers until. 8 o'clock Charlie Mulgrew and Cammy Bell are very excited about the full time teaser though we're asking them for the last 5 Australians to play for each Rangers and Celtic you've got Moy 
Irvin and Rogic on one side, Muscat and Moore on the other. Who have you got? No, I'm thinking uh, who was the right back that Rangers signed that was under Alex McLeish era for Dundee? No, I don't think that's the one you're looking for. Not. Right, I'll give, I need to give you clues on, on, on some. One of the Rangers ones, the only reason you're not getting them is because he's Australian by football nationality. As in, he plays for Australia, but he's Scottish. Like Martin Boyle, as an example. No, and you know, you undoubtedly know this guy for sure. How long ago we talked? No, it's, re it's recent. He still plays. He's still right. playing. Plays for Australia. Still plays for Australia. Come on, there's only Martin Boyle and really one other. Who's the other Scotsman that plays for Australia? Oh, well, Jason Cummins. Jason Cummins. Ah, oh my God. There we go. There we go. Okay, and yeah, that's a good one. What if I told you that one of the Celtic ones was still there? Currently, currently, it's we healthy. spoke about him earlier. Mm, don't like that silence. That worries me. I must admit. Wow. Who did we speak about? You're having flashbacks to last week when you couldn't get the the answer that was right in front Listen, of you. You've stitched me up because the next this is not as obvious as as that one. But he's there. He's involved, sort of tonight, and we spoke about him earlier as a result of that. Someone even phoned in to ask about him. All right. Um, <laughs> what's he called? The boy that he, he said about playing at Motherwell. Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, oh, Tile. Uh, what's his name? Ty. Uh, I don't know. No. This is this Timo. is him. Is it? Telio. Telio. No, no, my team is it. Uh, right, okay, you've got one more former Celtic player. Matthew gives you a great clue on Twitter. He says, oh, it was that boy who came about... It was an 18-month loan about three or four Januaries ago and did his knee ligaments. That's, that's pretty much him in a nutshell. The Celtic one, the two Rangers ones are really tough, I must admit. I would try and get that and Celtic going one. Going back a while with the Rangers ones. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. okay. Uh, very difficult indeed. Right, I don't think we've got anything in the early stages from Celtic Park. It's like there are certain cliches that you just... I can't word them any other way and it almost can't get away from them. See, when you look at Celtic at the weekend as an example, Charlie, <clears throat> does a lot of it hinge on if they score early or if they don't? Because actually the very first part of the game, they did look quite sharp and Kyogo had that one flashed over the bar. Mm. There was another chance that I can't quite remember. Um, but it's then once that initial period passes, that's when it, it, it can start to get a bit more difficult. Is a lot of the tone set Mm -hmm. In Celtic games now, if they score early, I think that that is the case. Um, nope, I think it's always it. they've scored Celtic oh, score it. right on cue. So there we go. There you go. Hi, that's that forces teams that are willing to sit in to have to come out and 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 have to change their game plan, and all of a sudden they get stressed and think, oh no, this wasn't the plan. And Celtic can relax a bit and, and continue to play their game and that's how they end up getting more goals. The longer it goes, having played for Celtic and having played against them, the longer it goes. And Rangers, for that matter, the longer it goes now, now, Cam, you'll, be, you'll know this. Yep. You, you, you grow in belief. And if you can get any half time now, now, there's mm. all of a sudden going, right, we, we can regroup here and we can we can go to the second half and try and hold on. But if they get that goal, yeah. you go, oh, no, we're going to have to have a bit of possession, which yeah. probably I've not really seen many teams at Celtic Park and Ibrox are, are play against Celtic that, that have a plan yeah. with possession. So I, I think that that. And while, while, I'm, while I'm on a roll um, The other cliche would be oh, If you're going to play Celtic Don't concede from a set piece It's a corner And Carter Vickers meets it and scores Let's go to Tynecastle And get a quick recap of the teams there 
Yeah, two changes for Hearts coming into this one. Oda and Boyce drop out. In come Nathaniel Atkinson, who's had a pretty long layout to Gawa in as well. So Xander Clark starts in goal. The back three, Stephen Kingsley, Frankie Kent and Kai Rolls. The wing backs, Nathaniel Atkinson and Alex Cochran. The three in midfield, George Grant, Benny Beningamy and Caleb Newenhoff. Kisuke Tagawa is joined up top by Lauren Shanklin. Some big names on the bench as well. Hearts will be delighted to see Craig Gordon back after that double leg break last Christmas Eve. Halkett is back in there and Barry Mackay as well for Rangers two changes Barisic out the squad altogether Cyril Dessers drops out of the starting lineup. in comes Ridvan Yilmaz and Danilo so Jack Butland in goal for them the back four James Tavernier Connor Goldson Leon Balligan and Ridvan Yilmaz the two holding midfielders John Lundstrom and Tom Lawrence who will be slightly more advanced Ross McCausland out on the right Abdullah Sima on the left Todd Cantwell in behind Danilo Hearts looking to make it five league wins on the spin and looking to overcome Rangers under Philip Clement for the first time. He's got a win at Ibrox and a win at Hamden against Hearts. Can he make it three out of three and get a win at Tynecastle? We'll find out. Kickoff is at eight o'clock. Yeah, that should be a cracker. Always one of those fixtures that you do look out for. Uh, so we'll see how that transpires. No goals elsewhere to tell you about yet, I don't think. As we said, Celtic 1 0 up. Um, and I've, this is one of these things, I've no idea if it's true because I, I you know, don't have the same level of. Obsession. Celtic fans always moan that they don't score from corners often enough. Would that, would that be would be fair? Is that accurate? Eh, <laughs> first I even thought about it. Maybe you're right. Aye, maybe you're right. But the, 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 that's a that's a thing about being Celtic and Rangers. If it's if it's if it's no one thing, it's another. That's these fans just demand that yeah. that the club are are, are scoring goals for corners, are winning games comfortably, mm. are playing in a style, and that's why they're such. Good clubs and in, 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 in clubs, good clubs to play at There's because it keeps the standard. Suggestion high. that O maybe touched it on its way in. I'm sure he'll try and claim it. This just reminds me because this is the week Rangers AGM was yep. this week, right? Yep. You know, and a lot's been said about how people stand up and ask some like mad stuff <laughs> at AGMs. One of my first examples, first time I ever went to an AGM to work was Celtic, and someone I remember it. If this is your chance, ask the board anything about the running of the club. And a guy stood up and said, Why does Charlie Mulgrew take corners when he's six foot four? And I always Seriously? thought, wow, I can't believe this gets asked at the club's Amazing. AGM. Because I scored them. Because the manager will be... I, sc- the... I scored straight for a corner at Ross County. That must have been before that or there after that. So that's why I changed I had the first man a hundred times as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, oh, I didn't know you could ask questions like that. Because obviously the manager's there. Oh, you know, he's on the top table or whatever at the AGM. I remember about finance, he's um, not that into it. Yeah, well, he can be about anything as this week has, has taught us. So uh, there we go. Right, I think we're nearly done. Nearly out of time. Will... Will um will Rangers win tonight? Um yeah, I think they'll have enough. Um, it's going to be a difficult game and a close game. I, mm. I do believe, but I think they'll have enough. They need to win tonight. A, a yes or no from you? Yes, quickly. right. Okay, uh, two more in the uh, three more in the teaser. You've not got the Australian Celtic. I got a high profile loan signing. Cruciate done. No, I've got one written down. Matt McKay. Yes, is he? Yes, for Rangers. Matt McKay, superb. What? That's a good shout, isn't it? Um, right, the, the Celtic one, I've not got a clue. I think he came from like Man City or something. Meant to be a bit of a wonder kid, and then it never really. You remember? That's right. Don't know his name. No, got a clue. Daniel Arzani. That's Arzani. right. Arzani. Yeah. Um, and the last one, I, I, I really can't tell you much other than his surname. Can you remember him? Not really. I just remember the name. His surname's the same as a beer. If that's any use to you. 2012 in your mad era probably 2012-13 I don't even know if he ever played 
No, he did actually. Did he? Oh, did he? I don't know. I can see. I can see. He's, he's partly scored in a friendly against Falkirk, according to his Wikipedia. Same as a David Tennant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't go Foster's with the Australian link. I must admit. Somebody Francesco around. Stella. Stella. Oh. Right, we'll Would leave it there. Celtic are in front. Rangers about to kick off. Big games all across the country. Not to be missed tomorrow. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL will be back. And Callum Gallagher is up next. <laughs>